Love this podcast? Support this show through the supporter feature from Acast. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. Good morning, good afternoon, and good evening, wherever you may be. And welcome back to what seems like an age to normal. Sure, it'll be grand. Uh, this is a show about two Irish Egypts. Uh, one is I, Daniel, and two is Owen. Say hello, Owen. Hello. And yeah, uh, we're back to our normal um, week-to-week um, recordings. Did you guess it? Did you figure out the clues? Did you make it out? Did did Owen make it out? Did you figure out what we're going to do? No, I'm completely blind here. I don't know. Even what now, we're, after no watching idea. the movie, I have no idea what we're talking about today. I couldn't couldn't pick it up at all. Even from you say, sending me a link and saying, "Hey, this is what we're watching," and then watching it, I still don't know. What we're yeah, about today. it's crazy. No, see, you know, we're going on a bit here, but. Like, there's a part of people here saying, like, you won't understand the movie <laughs> that we just wa- we watched, like, yesterday. It's not a hard movie to watch. No, I will no. say I'm, I'll be surprised if people have seen it. Yeah, um, I suppose, like, so some of the clues I've used were... Not, not, that it's, were... not that it's, like, really niche or, like, some weird, like, unwatched movie. It's pretty new, is the thing. It only came yeah. out, like, a couple of months ago. We'll say though, um, before we'll actually mention the movie, it is slightly hipsterish. It is slightly indie. It's, it's, yeah, I know it's on Amazon, but it's not like it, it hasn't been plastered on everywhere. I saw the odd trailer here and there, but it's, it's not a big, big movie either. No, definitely. No, it, 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 no, it's not. It, it's not a big, no. a big, it wasn't like a, there wasn't a big marketing campaign for like, hey, sign up for Prime Video and you can watch this. Look, it's got, yeah. So people in it. It's not that kind of movie either. Should we tell them then? Should we tell them which movie we're watching? No, I or should think, we keep going until the I very end? I don't think we should tell them. <laughs> <laughs> just... no, look, we'll tell them. <laughs> we'll tell them. Uh, the movie is called The Map of Tiny Perfect Things. It's a 2021 movie, which is now, um, I believe. Look, I made that joke with just time travel and stuff. Who knows where we are at, at this stage? Also, it's COVID time, so it doesn't really count, does it? It's still like end of 2019 for me, I feel. Mm, like, yeah, the last year hasn't counted for much. Yeah, yeah, no, it hasn't. It's just been a really shitty long bank holiday weekend where the pubs are closed. You know? <laughs> yeah, the pubs. Anyway, yes. Uh, so this movie, uh, just a quick breakdown of it, are about two teens. I think they're all, both seniors in high school. At least that's the impression I'm getting because of what they're planning to do with their lives and that kind of stuff. And they're caught in a time loop. And time loops aren't um, a unique things in movies. Now, we there's, you know, when I was doing my research on this and just thinking about um, time-related movies in general, there are different types of time loop movies. There are the time loop movies where... The events happened, and then people traveled back in time to see what happened themselves as a separate entity to the beings in that time frame. So that's more like Looper. If you ever heard of Looper, I have. Yeah, wasn't a huge yeah. fan. No, um, I or yeah, yeah. Go on. I I my experience with Looper, I'm pretty sure, is that I've tried to watch it a couple of times and never managed to finish it because I was just like I. Whatever. Yeah. I think it was the weird, like, they used, like, CG to try and make Joseph Gordon Levitt look like Bruce Willis. And it just was, I was just like, no, yeah, I can't do no. it. I'm sorry, guys. I can't do it. No, <laughs> no, no. They're, they're very uh, different, basically. Yeah. <laughs> um, also, uh, I'm not sure if you watched this movie either, Primer. Don't think I've seen that, no. Uh, two engineering fellas who basically went, well, wait a second. We can build a time machine. And it's, it's literally just a box, but they can get, kind of travel back in time so there's those movies movies where people from the future come back to not re-experience themselves in the moment but perceive the moment so they see their younger selves and but this is not not what this movie is this movie is people wake up they have their day they go to sleep and bam the day starts again and they remember everything in it 
but they're in their own younger bodies and they continue to experience it. And there's been a few movies like this. Um, source Code, kind of. You know, but you remember Source Code? I remember Source Code, yeah. it's Yeah. Yeah, kind of. Kind of. Yeah, yeah. Well, they kept on going back into the body that they were in. It's not that... All these movies have kind of different explanations of how it happened. So, like, we have, yeah, Source Code. We have Palm Springs, which we watched only recently ourselves. Which is this movie. Kind of. <laughs> very similar. I mean, it's kind of hard to do, especially if you're going to add a romance thing. It's only two this, things. It's hey, like... There's time loop yeah, and there's romance. It's, there's... Especially, though, because Palm Springs only came out last year. And it's essentially, like, they're both romantic comedy time loop movies i think the key difference is that in palm springs they're both like super cynical shitty adults and in this movie the main characters are like teenagers who are like nice people sort of and they're kind of like they're they're looking at they're looking at the time loop at least one of them is looking at it in sort of a romantic poetic sort of sense and like experiencing yeah. things and all that kind of shit yeah. whereas Palm Springs was kind of like yeah. everything sucks I hate everything fuck this yeah. shit <laughs> I was going to say that there was there's a character um, um, Catherine in it and uh, like she, when she said she wanted to be an astronaut it's like oh she's going to be the one like in Palm Springs where she's going to research everything about time and figure this out and have like a doctorate of it, it was literally almost thought they were the same character but they weren't Margaret. Um, obviously Margaret. Catherine's the actress. So Catherine is yeah. the actress name. Come on, those are two very Irishy <laughs> girl names. Um, yeah, so then we have Groundhog's Day. Um, I mean, everyone. Groundhog Day. Just just one, yeah, singular Groundhog. No, no, the, the sequel actually, is, it's a lesser known sequel, no Ground, one ever uh, hears of. Groundhog's Days. <laughs> yeah, Groundhog, Groundsy Hogsy Days. Groundsy uh, Hogsy Days, of it. yeah. Yeah, and then The Edge of Tomorrow. With, mm. with your favorite person in the world. Live, die, repeat. Yeah. Yeah, that's yeah. pretty much it. And all these movies have different reasons um, why things are going on the way out. Source Code is something about um, computer analysis, sending Sor- people... Source Code is like a military thing. Yeah. I'm pretty sure. Like it tur- spoilers for Source Code. It turns out at the end that this guy ha- is like... He's like a military... I don't, he's some sort of agent type person and he's being sent to a specific time loop to figure out that there's like a bomb on a train or something he's been sent to figure out like, oh there's a terrorist that actually wants yeah. to do something later on yeah yeah he's been sent to figure out who has the bomb so they can stop it or something along those lines I think it, goes, it gets yeah. a bit weird at the end good movie though yeah um, did they ever explain how it happened in Palm Springs or no Palm Springs doesn't really there's just some weird temporal thing happening in a cave and they fall yeah. into it and get stuck in a time loop they never really offer much yeah. of an explanation now Groundhog Day now officially with the movie we have there is no explanation of why he's repeating the day however in the original script I'm not sure how you feel about the canonicity of <laughs> that kind of thing uh, it was explained that he had an ex-girlfriend who basically said if he didn't unless he found true love he'd be cursed to live day again and again and again um, oh, i'm glad they took it out because that's stupid yeah yeah <laughs> yeah. yeah and edge of tomorrow uh alien invasion and they need to figure out a way of beating up the aliens and they just keep living the day again and again and again until they figure out a way to beat them that's pretty much it, isn't it tom cruise gets killed by one of the like higher up aliens and it turns out that the the aliens have a thing in their blood or some are in their venom or some shit that allows them to like the mother alien, because they're like hive mind things. The the big, yeah. the main big one has some weird alien power that she can do time loopy things. And Tom Cruise gets eaten by one or infected by one of them, and he gets stuck in living the same day over and over again. Do you ever hate that one that we're dealing with? Like, oh yeah, we want to introduce like an alien civilization and see how they're built. People who write it always, always, always refer to they're like ants or something. Hmm. Do I hate it? It happens. A, I mean, is it, isn't it <laughs> a bit boring? Look, I, listen, look, the, I have no problem. I, if I was Tom Cruise, I'd be happy enough living in that time loop because you get to get beaten up by Emily Blunt every day for the rest of forever. So, See, I thought you were going to be the more boy element of it. Like you get to wear a cool fucking huge armor suit and just shoot people nope. around. No, I like being beaten up by girls. Mm. Nope. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> nope. Ah. <laughs> uh. Anyway, 
so um, the director um, is Ian Samuels. He has worked on uh, Sierra Brooks is a Loser, 2018. Um, Myrna the Monster, which is a short movie, and Catterwall, which actually won a few rewards. Well, um, I keep saying rewards. Sierra Burgess is a Loser is one of the worst movies I've ever seen in my life. Oh. It's genuinely awful. It's about a girl who is catfishing. Is a loser? Oh. Yeah. Like, so do you mean awful as in it's badly done or like, oh, that's terrible now. Jesus. Both. Okay. All right. Both of those cool. things are terrible. So it, so it got the artistic response, but also the quality response from you. Yeah. I mean, uh, even it's got a moral response also. I think it's a terrible <laughs> thing. And it shouldn't be used as a plot device for a rom-com. It's yeah. awful. Yeah, and Catawall, which apparently won a, quite a few awards there. I'm not sure what that is about. But we could check that out sometime, I suppose. Uh, then Lev Grossman is a writer, and he's been mostly... Um, writing for a show called The Magicians, which I believe you know stuff about, and I yeah, have no clue. He, he didn't write the show. He wrote the novel trilogy that the show was based on, um, The Magicians trilogy, which is the first one in particular is like super popular. It's kind of like a Harry Pottery type thing. It's like a secret school for magic sort of thing, but it's more adult, and it uh, deals with a lot of kind of like the common themes of fantasy and tries to like invert them in some places um it's pretty i haven't read like the book is super popular i haven't actually read it yet it's been i've been meaning to for a long time the show was like a sci-fi tv show which was like sort of tumblr popular for a while i think it ran for like five or six seasons it's sort of like um god what would i compare it to do you remember uh merlin i do that was that was peak I, level tumblr i put it kind of on the same level as that it's because yeah. you know sci-fi channel that sort of thing yeah, though Merlin was on BBC. Was it? Yeah. Oh. Well, it was okay. like at the same level as like Sherlock and Doctor Who. Like these are the big things. Okay, I, really? Oh, I always thought... Maybe I'm wrong. I, I'm fairly sure I'm right though. Oh, maybe, maybe um, you are. I thought I always thought Merlin was... Just yeah. to, just looking at it, it looked like a sci-fi production. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, Magicians <laughs> was a sci-fi channel production. It Like, yeah. you know, not terrible, but yeah. not great either. As someone who was like into like... Sherlock and Doctor Who. I I really wanted to enjoy Merlin because they were always kept in the same family. Oh, I didn't. I really didn't care for it at all. Yeah. Um. But yeah, uh, we have Catherine Newton Margaret. Uh, both actors still fairly young and early in their careers, but promising. So Catherine Newton Mar. Catherine, sorry, I'm mixing up again. Catherine Newton, who plays <laughs> Margaret. Sorry. Her full See, name, this Catherine... This is, this is the problem. Catherine <laughs> this is Newton the problem Margaret. not using IMDb anymore. I just copy and paste into a notepad, so I have, like, loads of notes, but it loses control of all sort of um, structure. Anyway, Catherine Newton, who plays Margaret. But, yeah, I mean, you also know her from Detective Pikachu. Um, she also is in a movie called Freaky, uh, in which she starts as a high schooler who switches body with the local serial killer. Oh, which is Vince Vaughn. Yeah, Vince Vaughn, yeah, that's, which that's actually a recent, kind of sounds intriguing. It's a recent movie as well. It's actually supposed to be pretty okay. Yeah. Hmm. It's like Freaky Friday, but they put a twist on it. Yeah. You know? And then that weird movie where John Cena's in it, where the parents are trying to stop their kids from having sex on their... What do the Americans do again at the end of high school? They have parties and go off to dance. Prom? That's the one. When uh, on prom, all the parents have freaked out that their kids might have sex. But, oh yeah okay and just the parents going on a mission to stop are they having are they like republican baptists or something these parents no it's just, just... Yeah, no not really no <laughs> i think they're just like oh these are our little girls it's like okay all right dude yeah cool i i, I guess maybe because it's also the most of the like all the kids are like girls so i i feel like that's probably just americanism yeah, like, uh, oh boys will be right but girls yeah, oh, no. i don't know sounds crap to be honest but i know the movie blockers was yeah got some sort of positive reception but yeah john cena chugged a you know, beer in it was in it. oh well that explains the positive reviews <laughs> i mean yeah i mean yeah i want to see that miss, we miss out of uh, citizen kane you know, that's, that's all <laughs> Citizens Kane was missing was somebody <laughs> chugging a beer up their ass. That's what it. Yeah. That's what it should have. Had. That's what Rosebud meant. Yeah, yeah. That's, Citizen that's Kane. Yeah. That's what he was talking about. <laughs> yeah. Um. 
she's about 22 23 in this um like obviously not in the movie but the actress about 22 23 so she's still in that hollywood-esque hey we can have someone who's 30 who kind of looks like they could still be a teenager in a you know high school age movie and then we have kyle allen uh he's currently in a post-production of um west side story um i guess a re-recording of it which great bit then we have yeah that's um, all um, my life steven spielberg Oh, He's fantastic. making West Side well, Stories due out this year. Well, I'm, I'm looking forward to that. It's a, it's a great story. Um, then Kyle Campbell in American Horror Story. Or is that all my life, Kyle Campbell? He plays Kyle Campbell in one of those. Um... <laughs> well, I don't know, man. <laughs> he plays, Allen, he was American Horror Story anyway in 2018. Uh, I, I mean, no surprise uh, to anyone with Kazi, like He has no knowledge about American Horror Story stuff, I imagine. Uh, no, not not particularly. I know, I know what it what it is. I guess I know yeah. some minor details about it. I would not have recognized that this Kyle Allen chap had been in it because I don't watch it. Yeah, but, I mean the closing. I can say uh, there's a hotel, and I think Lady Gaga was in. Lady Gaga's there. <laughs> That's I think my maybe, I think she, Yeah, I think she's in it for a couple of seasons. And I know it's like an anthology thing, so every season is a different story, a different team. And yeah. it's the same so actors. The cast play different same char- actors playing oh, different yeah. characters, essentially, yeah. That's about yeah. it. I know um, there, was, yeah, I, there was a circus-themed season that was supposed to be good, but I don't know. Okay. Um, I mean, look, it's just not a thing that would appeal to me. But, um, yeah, I think we'll call for that and move on to the next... So we kind of um, hinted at already. We meet um, Kyle. It's Kyle, isn't it? Mark. Kyle is the actor. Mark, Mark is the character. Sorry, again, I'm going to just start using IMDb again. Sorry. <laughs> but Mark, um, Mark is, uh, well, he's not the main actor now, Kyle. If you watched the movie, we learned that it wasn't about his story. It was about her story. Well, uh, yeah, he's not. He, yeah, <laughs> he is not the reason. The time loop does not exist for Mark to learn something or complete a task or anything like along those lines. Kind yeah. of. I mean, he does learn things about himself, I guess. But How do you feel about those nebulous reasons? Like, it's, we kind of we get a hint of, oh, there's a hypercube involved, Tesla cube, or whatever cube is called, Tesseract cube. And yeah, she was able to recreate it, and it's this reason why she's here. Like, what do you feel about that cosmic well, nanny, as Mark so nicely called it? Well, like, they don't really... They kind of just say in the movie that she wanted time to stop, so it just did. Hmm. Like, they don't really say... It wasn't like she was a mad scientist who was purposefully trying to do mess with time or anything. She is, like, interested in science and stuff. But, like, she kind of just was going through some shit personally, and she was like, I don't want... I need time to stop. I don't want to continue with my life. I can't face this. So time mm. just was like, oh yeah, sure, no problem. <laughs> let's yeah, let's I mean, just go for it. Like, <laughs> yeah, but, and yeah. They're and like, we, oh, she... like the universe gave her Mark in the time loop with her, so she didn't have to do it alone or that kind yeah. of thing. Like, but um, yeah, but yeah. So like, so he is he's really the main character. Like, they're both main characters. It, it kind of seeps into the other. But yeah, Mark um, uh, wakes up and the first thing, and I think it's really well shot. You just see him going through town. He has lived this life a million times. He stops a cup from falling off the ground. He stops a bird from pooping on this fella, who's actually uh, the, um, the Lev Grossman, the writer uh, for it as well, which is a nice little reference. Um, how, I wonder how many times they um, made a mistake there. Now, mm. now, I, now I say it made me sound really stupid because it makes it sound like I thought there was someone with a bird above there's timing a, yeah, the shot where really a, they just shot no. it and then have person being there stopped. was an like, actual bird <laughs> sitting on that side of that building and yeah. the, the 16 times that that little moment happens in the movie repeatedly is just one they just didn't let it happen once and shot yeah. it from a bunch of different angles at the same yeah. time uh, the, actually the movies uh, the, the price of the movie was actually 500 million uh, they just had to film it so many times they wasted so much time and so much money on that scene alone you know yeah, I can imagine. Yeah. It's tough. It's That's tough, true. you know. It's a big <laughs> ask. If you're going to make it, let's make a time loop movie, but let's actually 
create a time loop. It's kind of crazy. Oh yeah, that's, that's actually they actually they actually made a local time event occur. Um, yep. They created a black hole, and they use a tesseract. Um, and that's how tesseracts work. The way she explained it, that's exactly how tesseracts work, isn't it? <laughs> sure. <laughs> yeah. I don't know what you're asking sure. me. I don't know anything about it. Yeah. Okay. Fair enough. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it could be. I don't care. Hey, look, let's be fair. Every time I had like a, huh, this movie got this wrong. And the movie actually got, actually, Daniel, uh, we had this covered. Yeah, Just was, wait a second. It was, it was literally like there was a, at least five times throughout the movie yeah. where Dan, some one of them would say something about time. Like Mark would have a stupid theory or something and he'd say it and Dan would go, yeah. that's not how that works. That's not scientifically accurate. And then the next sentence would be Margaret's character explaining yeah, no, yeah. that's not how that works. <laughs> Giving like a different reason. <laughs> Honestly, I think like Margaret and I would get along well. Like we're on the same <laughs> level there. Yeah, I'm much more um, of a Mark kind of character. I think. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, you just want to talk about Pokemon and collecting things. Just want to collect Pokemon, and well, see, yeah. as well as that, like their viewpoint on it is different as well, which is I I thought was interesting in watching this because this is this is a rom com. Well, yes. Let not some there's not a whole lot of calm in it, but More it's a rom. It's a romantic it's rom nice. It is a romantic kind of coming of age teenage yeah. story, which I love. I yeah. love those kind of stories. Stand by me. All of those kind of things like that I'm I'm fascinated by as a genre, um, and love watching. But it felt like this movie was somebody trying to take the shit that I like in movies and some shit that you like in movies and mushing them together into one film. Cause it has, yeah. all, it has all the like coming of age, romantic little, like beautiful gestures and like yeah. poetic, like Mark looking for the map of tiny, perfect things and all yeah, this kind yeah. of stuff. But it also has all these like scientific, sci-fi. like sci-fi elements and like yeah, yeah. Doctor Who references and stuff. going yeah. on. It's like, yeah. The Doctor Who <laughs> reference got me off guard and it wasn't just like once. It's like one of the reasons that he said he realized he was in a time was, Doctor Who, and boy, I feel that. Um, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Because there was no new episode of Doctor Who. That's what it was, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, yeah, and at least like I know a lot of people are gonna um, stick their nose up against it. Oh, this is not sci-fi, but it is really. There's a there's an event occurring which is science related, and we see these characters dealing with that. They don't solve it really yeah, through it, science. Like, I don't think, in my personal opinion, but. No, it's not like it's not uh, it's not visually sci-fi. No. In that sense, it's it's not like futuristic sort of like <laughs> technological stuff. Yeah. In, in everything, it's not there's no space stuff involved. Yeah. They there's no of, electronics. There's not like a, yeah, it's not like your visual yeah. <laughs> trappings of a sci-fi yeah. film, but it there are there's a lot of sci-fi elements to it. I mean, it's a time yeah. it is they yeah. talk a lot about the stars and about time and about the fourth dimension and all this kind of stuff. Yeah. So it's like, yeah, and sci-fi movies it. aren't a sci-fi movies aren't about doing science experiments and see what happens. That's not what they're always about. Love is about how would people deal in such situations, how would they cope with it? And this movie is all about coping with. Yeah, you're pretty much immortal, stuck in this moment of time, and we don't know how long Mark has been in the time loop, which I found interesting. I, I mean. I'm guessing at least a couple of months. Oh, it's, it's been a, uh, yeah, like it's definitely been a while. It's because it's, it's at the point where at least in the, in the route we see him follow in the mornings on his bicycle, like yeah. he knows everything along that route, exactly when and as it's going to happen. Like he's practiced things. And without a watch, without a watch, that's a big thing. He just, he, he's aware of the yeah, situation. It's just, just spatially, he's aware of where yeah. everything that's happening in, in the yeah. town or at least on his route because he's done it so many times and it all yeah. always happens the same. You know, it's, it's a, well, I mean, to be fair, that's a thing, talking of like time loop, these kind of movies in general, that's a thing that you see quite often. Yeah, yeah. In, I mean, just Groundhog stated that. Yeah, Pam, you know. Pam Springs even more recently did the exact same yeah. thing. Like the opening scene, basically, where you meet um, Andy Samberg's character. Oh, I was going to yeah. just call him Brooklyn Nine-Nine there for a second. <laughs> the Lonely <laughs> oh, Island. Oh, cool, Lonely yeah. Island, the man. Lonely Island guy, yeah. Andy Samberg, the, the opening scene, kind of the opening scene where you first meet him is him. It's like 
heavily implied. You don't quite realize it at the time, I guess. I get because we watched Palm Springs together. Yeah. You, you weren't aware that it was a time loop movie going into it. No, I was the only one that was aware it was a time loop movie. Everyone yeah. else didn't know what it was, so everyone was kind of like. I think about 20 minutes in, someone went, oh, is he stuck in a time loop? <laughs> I was like, yes. Yeah, Because yeah. he was moving through the party. Like, he knew exactly how to sidestep people and pick up glasses and the right time and all that kind of yeah. stuff. So it's a it's a very common thing to see in it. Yeah. But it kind of yeah. did it. And I think it's cool. I love those shots. Because yeah, they're always... They take a lot of... They take, a lot of they take a lot of blocking and a lot of practice to, to, get, yeah. to get right. And I think um, this one kind of did it in... Like, there was sort of like almost a, lo- a very long take at the start. Of yes, there is of yeah. Mark on his bike, like traveling around and yeah. throwing the coffee cup into the the dustbin and all that kind of stuff. So yeah, it was it was cool. Yeah, yeah, no, yeah, it definitely was. Um, the reason I mentioned the time thing is because um, we come across um, Catherine Newton's um, character, uh, Margaret. Um, and I was trying to remember, did she have a nickname? But I guess she didn't. No, just Margaret. No, I just think, Margaret. Yeah. See, I I guess because. It, Maybe it's me, but like Margaret, Margaret is either shortened or nicknamed in Ireland. Uh, our generation, uh, like uh, previous generations, the name Margaret would be more common as the full name, I think. Mm, yeah. She yeah. Be, That's what, yeah. They call her Maggie or something. Yeah. Yeah. Or Mags or whatever. Like, um, but yeah, it's just, every time I was like, is that her name? Weird. Uh, <laughs> but yeah. Uh, because she suddenly um, appears to him. Because he at the beginning of the movie, he's trying to flirt with um, this girl who I hope he really definitely checked the ID of. Um, <laughs> quite young looking. Anyway. <laughs> and like, you know, he's, he's at the swimming pool and she's just walking around and he catches her and like tries to flirt with her and take her for a walk back to her house. She never comes back after that. It's pretty much the end of that. And... Um, um well, she's, she's there. Like scenes, she's there. Yeah. She's in the background every time they're at the swimming pool, yeah. and that's how he meets yeah. Margaret. Yeah, because Margaret actually uh, is hits the ball away herself. Mm, yeah, and she w- she's asking people where this dog is. And he's just like, wait, that happened. That didn't happen before. I find that interesting because there's a part of me is saying like, surely there's like a, a butterfly effect happening that he might have squeezed his like his orange box where he was drinking the wrong way that day and which moved everyone a little bit differently. So that must happen as well. Like it, it must, like not everything you be on this. Yeah, it's totally like, it's not like, I think like as long as during this phase when we first meet Mark, he he is, he's stuck in a time loop both like temporally and he's also like basically doing the same thing every day. Like, he follows yeah. the same route in his bike. He goes to the swimming pool every single day, and he's, like, they show that he's practiced this bit to try and, like, stop this girl from falling into the swimming pool and save her and stuff. Yeah. So he is not, like, actively doing anything different to change anything. But it yeah. does, later in the movie, things... you He can clearly do things differently. Like, he does this weird setup for Margaret in the gym, and he goes to his sister's football game, and the score in the football game changes because he's now at the game and stuff like yeah. that. So it's not like... um. Yeah. It's not like everything is completely fixed within yeah. the day. It's just that they can't get out of the and day. I, and I guess that's the whole point of this uh, movie. It's look, of course, it's about time travel and all that. But at the end of the day, it's about two kids or soon to be adults who are going to leave school. And they're in. They're during summer or whatever they're doing, and they're ready to take on life. And and you know, we we know from Margaret, for example, spoiler alert, um, her mother is dying. And she doesn't want to move past this day. She doesn't want to move past this life, this existence, the comfort and what she knows. So she, she's terrified of the unknown. Even though she has all these plans for the future, she, she wants to be an astronaut and she has all these ideas of getting there. Um, she's still kind of frozen, per- petrified of what tomorrow could bring. And this like we can see it with Mark. Mark wants to kind of be an artist, but he knows his parents don't want that. His parents want him to go and uh, study banking, I think it was, or business or something like that. Something. I, I think it's dry. just anything that will like get him a job straight out of college. Yeah, I think yeah. That that, is like, <laughs> yeah, you go to art school. What the hell do you do there? Yeah. Like, what do you do? Yeah, and I think a big part of that is again. Um, his parents are scared about the future they can't afford because um, his dad lost his job recently mm. and 
you know, maybe that's a part of it. Like, said, look, we've lost our job. We first of all, we want you to have a job that will make you money. And second of all, like, we can't pay for it, and we're terrified about your future as much as we are terrified of our own future. So there's a whole family dynamic, and I, I guess Mark isn't aware of that a lot of times because he's so inverted into his yeah. own little routine and lifestyle and what he wants to do. That and maybe it's it's also because of the constant pressure from his parents that he's kind of blind himself to anything else in the family. Like why this is happening? No, it's just happening to me. That's why I'm hyper focusing. You know? Yeah, Mark. Mark's issue and the key thing that he has to learn in this is very much he that he is not the center of the universe. Yeah. Like even I like the most obvious thing with with that is that he he has to realize that the time loop is not even about him. It's about Margaret. No, it's he's he's there yeah. to help her, and and he's not a bad guy. Like no, he's by That's no means he's, he's by no means a bad person or anything. He's just like yeah. intensely focused on his own plans and his own future yeah. and what he how he interacts do. with the world around him, how the yeah. world interacts with him. That's that's all it matters to him. And he, I guess that's what most of the first first half of the movie is. It's he knows how to walk in this world and how to make himself seem cool and important and significant in every single way. Mm-hmm. Yeah, which is what he does. That's how he spends his days in the time loop yeah. at the beginning. Like he goes to, he buys himself the, a winning lottery ticket every morning. Like he knows the yeah. numbers now. So he buys himself the winning ticket and just like, you know, has people, random people in a cafe like cheer for yeah. him for winning the lottery. Whereas like later in the movie, he gives the ticket to somebody else. Yeah. And even if we want to look at Margaret, like um, the things she wants to achieve or perceive or and all that are nothing like his things. Like when he goes out, when she goes out to the pond and just sees the bird come in and take a fish out, that's nothing to do with her. She just wants to see her. She just wants to see life. And, and not, I'm not trying to say that also she's perfect. She's not. She's, She's currently traumatized and trying to like stick in this very sheltered life. She doesn't want to move. She doesn't want to really go. Maybe that's also why the the whole astronaut thing was mentioned. Maybe it was just such a ludicrous thing to aspire to because she might as well aspire to the ludicrous because she's not moving on anyway. You know? Yeah, I'd say so. I think that's kind of the the best thing about it is that they're kind of inverted almost the two of them yeah in like how they approach not just just life in general like what they want who they are as a person is kind of like almost like they have opposite philosophies on things and then slowly that kind of flips mark becomes more like more like intensely appreciative of other people and of like the tiny the day-to-day moments that happen all around him and not just things yeah. in his own life things that you can't even see that are that are happening all the time like the tiny perfect things and yeah yeah margaret is much more she's she's definitely more of like a dreamer sort of character at the start like she's kind of like her goals are like yeah like you said they're 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 really high dreams not that they're completely unachievable no no anybody not. but they're clearly like Oh, I'm I'm gonna pick this and this one. It's never gonna happen, but I'm just gonna pick it and I'm just gonna kind of float through this. And I don't yeah. want, you know, I don't. My plans aren't really gonna happen, so I don't need to. I'm not rushing towards my future or anything. I need things yeah. to stop. Literally, the opposite of rushing to try yeah. not to go to our future. Yeah, uh, and again, like it is when you said dreamer. It, I hope it doesn't come off to people that she's just airy fairy she's not she's clearly dealing with a terrible moment in her life her mother's dying every single day at a certain time and she's she's just detached herself she's detached herself mm-hmm. from time continuing she just wants to hope she wants to do nothing else she doesn't want to be dragged along to somewhere else yeah mm-hmm. yeah um yeah uh so yeah, the reason I, I way back asked how long he's been in there because they suddenly come across each other and it's just like, it's part of me saying, why haven't they come across each other before? Like, me, like, look, I guess after, how long do you think it took him to understand the pattern in the town? A month or two? I don't, three months? Um, I don't, I think it's been longer to be quite honest. Like, uh, I think even from the start of this movie to the end of it, 
quite a long period of time passes. Because even from yeah. even just from like the date plot that he sets up for Margaret in the gym, that alone must have taken him months. Practice. Yeah. Months of doing the same thing over and over again every day to try and figure out yeah. like how to get it to work quickly enough that he can do it. Even just the him like throwing the water bottle into the, the gym doors. Yeah. yeah I think your one yeah. is like, wow, you you practice that and he's like, oh millions of times. Especially because you can only really practice that once a day. Yeah, that's the thing. You, that door, like. you, you get it to do it once a day. You have every day f- of the rest of forever to get it right. But it's still, <laughs> I, I, I don't know. I think these kids are now like thousands of years old, basically. I mean, maybe, yeah. It's, it's interesting that they never um, talked about that, though. I, uh, I guess maybe because it's irrelevant. Uh, I guess, I mean... It's very easy to feel like these characters, especially at the moment during COVID times, um, this fear of, you know, what's going to come next or what's happening now and every day melting into the same day. Like, I think we talked about that while watching the movie. Well, we were, yeah, (laughs) we were saying like, um, like if you were stuck in a time loop, like what would you end up doing if every day, if every day was the exact same, like. Would you? Because people are always like, oh, yeah, I'd read every book ever and I'd teach myself to play the piano and blah, blah, yeah. all this kind of shit. But, like, we've basically been stuck in a fucking time loop for the last year and a half, and I've done jack shit of any hey, Excuse things. me, excuse me. Us doing this very thing is proof that we've done all one right, thing. Okay, all right, okay, we did one, we did one <laughs> thing. But, like, I've been, like, it's not like the, the vast list of books I have that I want to read has been dented into at all. Every day is still the same, and it it doesn't yeah. have to be. I could have spent this time doing new. I mean, things. This is like a one time opportunity in your life. Like I know you later on in life when you retire or whatever, you have more time. But to be in your prime and to be given like a year and a bit to do—that's the thing. Like a that's, lot, because that's what I was saying. It's like I think me, if I was stuck in a time loop and I knew that the, I base, I essentially had all of forever to do yeah. these things. I'd probably keep procrastinating and just be like, yeah, yeah, but I could read Machiavelli whenever. Like, I have literally yeah. forever. I like it might. I don't know how long it would take me to finally be like, ah, screw it. Yeah, let's let's start bettering myself and doing more things. Uh, you know, I I start going dark in this movie, and it's weird because this movie isn't super dark, but like it was probably like, you're just going to immerse, free just for the crack of it at one stage. Like, I'm not saying like two months in. I'm talking like. A few hundred years in, you go, sure, why not? Uh, you would, yeah. Well, that's why I think, like, because um, that's one thing that Palm Springs does deal with. Yeah. Palm Springs is a lot more, like, uh, it feels to me a lot more how, like, I would have spent my time in a time loop. Like, yeah, just, 100%. You know, <laughs> Andy Samberg is up. very open about having yeah. had sex with just about every person just, he knows. He just had, yeah, he's just, like, he's had sex with everybody at the wedding He's like he's killed people. He's robbed banks. He's yeah done other mad shit. Yeah, because here's the thing, right? And don't get me wrong, but like with criminal things, like let's say murder, for example, or burning down houses, the reason these things are terrible is because they have repercussions. People suffer for a long time because of it, right? But when the slate is wiped clean at the end of the day and you're living a mundane, boring life over and over again, you'd probably at least consider it. <laughs> you just go, you know, look, experience something different. You know, I, di- I honestly, I didn't think that this nice little romantic teenage <laughs> movie would be the movie that would have us announce to our listeners that we are psychopaths. But here we I don't are. think it's psychopaths. Because, <laughs> like, even in the movie um, we were watching, they were talking about it. Like, <laughs> everyone is still reason, asleep. The only reason you don't murder people is because there's repercussions. <laughs> the emotional repercussions. I mean, I'm going to be honest with you, thinking about it now, it would probably still affect me deeply in a really it would, bad yeah. way. It would be awful. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Especially because you see them alive every day afterwards. Like, keeps being oh, reminded like oh, you're this terrible like i know what i did to him yesterday oh god <laughs> you just be probably really nice enough for the rest of the loop there it's like hey buddy <laughs> uh, oh yeah. 
Yeah. Then um, it just be you'd be the J.K. Simmons character from <laughs> Palm Springs. Just, yeah, just, just go off once in a while. It's like once every six weeks or so, just kill somebody for the crime. Yeah. <laughs> oh God, folks, I'm actually very empathetic. You know, <laughs> <laughs> I care a lot about people, <laughs> but. Again, like okay, so the, I mean, I think this movie explains it because after a while, everyone in that world would seem like a robot, would seem like their puppets running on the same mm, programming yeah. every single day. Um, obviously, I mean, they're not in a technical way because the moment you interact with them, they would respond in different ways throughout the day, and that would be a knock on effect. But yeah, it, it does make you think about that. Um, but then they turned that around, um, and they looked, and I think we get this as teenagers and people in the twenties, probably some people aren't going throughout their lives where they look at the rest of the world and see the world as this performative place where things are just going back the mainstream humdrum. They're doing exactly what they do every day. Oh, these people have no internal monologue. They have nothing huge, huge depth of, you know, detail inside them. But then I think you, a lot of people grow out of that and kind of go like, no, 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 they do. And, I was constantly obsessed about how they were thinking and not really doing anything myself that had any sort of depth or purpose mm-hmm. or meaning, you know? Yeah. There's nothing wrong with a simple life. There's a lot wrong with judging people for it. You know? Also, uh, murder them. It's fine. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's, fuck, that's fuck other people. That's the lesson Dan took from this. <laughs> Yeah, you know, if people are boring, kill them. That's it. Um, They're all robots. It's all a simulation anyway. Who cares? Fuck it. Okay, so one of my favorite characters in this movie is in in this movie. Believe it or not. Did you know that? One of my favorite persons in this movie is in this movie. (laughs) What? Um, uh, So Mark has a friend called Henry, and he's just this guy who sits in his um, bedroom with the most amazing bedroom in the world if you're a gamer. It's it's pretty nifty. We at one stage paused it just to see everything he had on the shelf. Like we we paused it for way too long. I think. As yeah, well. yeah. But it is, to be honest, like <laughs> this is also what we cut to the point of saying this room feels like a room made for our generation. Like like so we're like because he's coming closer to his thirties. I'm turned thirty one this year, and the, like mentions of Pokemon, and I know Pokemon's been around for a while, and and video games. And the general feel of it felt more like what things were like when we were teenagers rather than what yeah, I imagined. I think that's why I paused it because it's a shot of like essentially this kid's gaming setup, I suppose. Yeah. Like everything. Yeah, yeah. I paused it because they kept talking about like it was, it was just like 16, 17 year olds talking about Pokemon and Doctor Who didn't feel like yeah. the things that 16 year olds today would be referencing all the time. Yeah. So I paused it to was like, what, what's he got going on here? And then it turned into some weird competition where we were each trying to name as many consoles that he had we could. He had so yeah. many of them. He is. You know, the worst part was, the worst part was, we were trying to figure out for 20 minutes what things were. And then we pressed play and it instantly focused into a much sharper oh, yeah. image. I, I, I paused <laughs> it like a frame too early when it was out of focus. <laughs> yeah, but um, so I, I loved Henry. So Henry's there for Mark to basically come to and tell him about his experience. And Henry's distracted enough by playing his video game that even when Mark tells him so that doesn't make sense at all, he's like, okay, Mark, that doesn't make sense, but whatever. I'll give you my, you know, opinions and what you should do. And in a way, he plays the wise man on the hill who meditates. He is doing his own thing, but people come to him for advice and help and then go on that way. Because because of the nature of the time loop, this is all Henry is. All Henry is, is a guy who plays video games all day, every day for forever. You know? Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's he's essentially a sounding board for Mark in this movie. Yeah. To anytime yeah. Mark needs to... Well, like, you get the impression, because he's doing, Mark's doing it every day anyway, so you kind of get the impression at the start of the movie that maybe he, he just, like, it's part of his routine as well. He just goes and yeah. hangs out with Henry for, like, 20 minutes or something. But then, like, I'm after hard. he meets Margaret and things start changing, he kind of, he goes there every day and he, like, vents and he talks. He uses Henry to, even though Henry doesn't know what he, the hell he's talking about and Henry can't really give him any answers. Henry, yeah. just the, the the act of talking about it with another person helps Mark yeah. get through things 
to yeah. the point where Margaret then does it when she's like yeah. struggling with stuff. I can also can I just say that's also a really dedicated friendship because like so like Cosy Owen is like one of my dearest friends for the longest time, right? But I'm sorry, if we lived near each other, there would not be a time where I just leave my window a bit for you to climb in and just start talking to me when I'm doing randomly anything. Like, I still want that little barrier where I just no. get myself Dan, ready. She's yeah. like, I could be doing anything. Like, <laughs> Dan, we lived together for a year and I wasn't allowed in your room. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> We're not, like, every, <laughs> yeah, everybody needs space yeah <laughs> yeah and like yeah that's the thing like you, you, and it's not even anything like i'm not trying to be filthy about but like anything you could just be wanting a minute to yourself reading a book and then just some eager jumps through the window and starts talking to you about their uh, time travel girlfriend and it's just like oh for fuck's sake you know <laughs> you want like uh, give me five minutes at least <laughs> Uh, some forward yeah. notice would be nice yeah <laughs> yeah. yeah um but yeah i love his character I, like all the characters i think in this are, are pretty well thought out um you know except for the characters that aren't really characters like that girl he fancied at the swimming pool she was just a plot device more than anything else but all the other characters that were really interesting even his sister when she like hits down to here maybe think about other people dad lost his job and they're worried about things like, you know, this is why he's writing the Civil War. Yeah, because like, because Mark Mark thought that their dad quit. Mark thought yeah. that his father was having some sort of midlife crisis and quit his job to write a, book, a novel about the Civil War. Yeah. That's because of his own self-centered view on the world. He didn't really stop to think about that there could be something else going on until his little sister has to tell him. You know, he like, he got let go. Like, it wasn't like, he's not quit his job to... Yeah. ride motorcycles down Route 66 or something like he he lost his job and he's trying yeah. to make the best of that situation um yeah let's move on a little bit um so the movie is called um you know the map of what's it called jeez the map of tiny perfect things right and let's talk about the map so mark um has been drawn every day in the and he's been drawn this map and he's been trying to like plot all these tiny, perfect things that are going on in the town. And it's simple stuff like a truck stopping just behind a guy sitting on a bench and the wings being on the van. <laughs> we're not going to talk about that. We, um, yes, we are. <laughs> no, we're not. Also, it wasn't that scene. It was a later scene with her, which I just felt like... No, when no, she no. I, turned if, into it. if anybody saw my uh, tweet yesterday, I, I screenshotted that image of the wings on the guy's back. And I said, um, this shot is beautiful and should be taught in film studies classes. I don't know if, if anyone doesn't get that reference. That's from <laughs> when season eight of Game of Thrones was airing. There's a shot in like episode five or four or five maybe when Daenerys is walking into like the Iron Throne area and Drogon yeah. flies up behind her. And there's a moment in the shot where Drogon's body is directly behind Daenerys, but his wings are like, they look like they're coming out of Daenerys' shoulders. <laughs> After that episode, episode, some some dude on Twitter like screenshot that and that was the caption he put on it. And he was sincere, obviously. Oh, he was being completely sincere, yeah. This shot is stunning and should be taught in film Uh, studies classes and it was just memed to death. And it was all I could think of when I saw that scene. It's kind of like with Zack Snyder where people uh, who defend everything of his movies you just don't understand it. You don't understand the metaphor. And like the images, and it's just like that time when Superman is in the church, and there's a mosaic of Jesus Christ, and he says, "But am I there to sacrifice and save everyone?" It's just like, "Oh my God, yeah, is this the sort of thing you talked it's about?" Really not that like, it's not that oblique. <laughs> but Jesus moment. imagery. <laughs> anytime he's like in space and he's just hands off, it's like. Lads, look, there's nothing wrong with actually enjoying Zack Snyder if you enjoy his movie. Fair play to you. There's a lot of scenes I enjoy as well. He he certainly um he knows how to do that endorphin, like adrenaline scene. It, they're nice, right? But do not come to me and say you just don't understand the depth of Zack Snyder. Like it's not that's not what he's about. I'm sorry he's not. It's it's like the death of a teenager who's making his first movies. Like that's what Zack Snyder does. 
I said two weeks ago I don't want to talk about Zack Snyder anymore. <laughs> well, too late. So I'm not doing it. I'm not. I'm not, I'm not getting drawn <laughs> well, you, in. You know where I'm coming from anyway. Like it's yeah, it's no, like yeah, yeah. So, um, yeah. So they go on this treasure hunt to collect every nice thing, and there's and he keeps on mentioning that he keeps feeling that there should be a pattern, that he feels like a pattern would emerge if he looked at this map for long enough, and uh. This is probably a time where we can say that Margaret is obsessed with um, hypercubes or a tesseract, uh, not from Marvel, um, which is, yeah, let's not go into explain how hypercubes work because <laughs> it's a different podcast. But it's basically um, a fourth dimensional object and it leaves a fourth dimensional shadow. And she suddenly realizes, hey, look at this map. Uh, it's on a flat plane. So it's like a 2D from a 3D world. And then she tapes it up, measuring up time as well, I think, on the strings and beads, and she casts a shadow, and she almost has a hypercube right, except for one thing, which goes to, where does it lead to again? The swimming pool at 7pm. The swimming pool. Is the yes, missing uh, Yeah, the finalist. The yeah. yeah, and she heads there at 7pm, and they have their kiss, and it's this is where Mark suddenly really realized that the story wasn't about him. It was about her and how moments don't have to be perfect to be important as well. Like, because they, because obviously she, she wears tights and just dips her feet right into the water. <laughs> it's, just, it's just really, I don't know why I have such a, like, you know, when like people scratch, um, like, a, like a chalkboard for the first time, like that's the reaction I got from that. It's just like, why am I having this reaction? I've never established this before. What's going on? Horrible. Anyway, and they have their kiss and he goes to the hospital with her and she gets to say a proper goodbye to her mother saying it's okay now you can move on. And time moves onwards. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they've broken the time loop because Margaret is ready to move yeah. on. Yeah, we also got the, that's when we were told kind of like, oh yeah, she really wished that the day wouldn't continue. Like tomorrow wouldn't come and I guess there's some nebulous time ghost god that went, all right, but we're going to make a weird hypercube puzzle for you. Uh, <laughs> could you go like, okay, look, I'm ready to move on now. Can you move on? All right, buddy. Off look, you go. Look, it's as plausible as any plot reason in any of these movies. Yeah. To be honest, look, it's, it's yeah, it is. It's, dare I say, more plausible than Groundhog's Day. <laughs> it's, more, it's more plausible probably than Edge of Tomorrow's. Alien the hybrid virus that allows yeah. time travel. Yeah. <laughs> <Right>. yeah. <laughs> because as we know, like when, when time travel is going to be discovered, it's through biological means. Yeah. You know? Yeah. 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 That's the movie. And we'll go on to the next section unless you have anything else to say. No, let's do it. So, Jay's moment. I'm going to be honest with you. This movie isn't full of Jay's moments. This movie is a very... I think the closest Jay's moment I had... And I'm not going to mention the woman in the swimming pool because I feel uncomfortable talking about that. Um, but it's where he... He gets something and he goes up behind a woman whose skirt is tucked into her underwear because she didn't get properly off the bathroom. And he just kind of pulls her skirt back down. And... It's that's the main that moment itself isn't the worst thing in the world because you know she didn't notice and they went on the day and it's nice, but the fact is he had to practice that, and we've seen that he is not the best at practicing. He fucks up a lot when he practices in time loops over and over oh, and yeah. over again. He, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Chances yeah. are, in at least seven of his attempts he probably like missed the dress and just pinched that woman with a like a pair of tongs or used his hands yeah or he yeah Mm -hmm. or he told her like i'm gonna be honest with you if i was in that kind of probably would just avoid that part of town at that time for a little while just not be involved at all just like i'm not gonna i'm not gonna dip my hands in there or tongs um, <laughs> and you know let time do its own thing there off you go um but yeah that's that's probably my old jesus moment because it raises a lot of questions yourself i mean i'm gonna pick the kiss 
the kiss. I gotta pick the kiss. And it's not a oh, gee, it's this is a like positive like ah Jesus yeah. yes, that for me because yeah, yeah. I'm a sap and I was waiting for the whole movie. You really like, were. Like, every time I was giving about the signs, he was giving about the just kiss her. Kiss the girl. <laughs> she wants you to kiss her. Kiss the yeah. girl. Um, yeah, but it's a really it's a really it is a nice moment because you you mentioned it briefly earlier that it's also like. Um, because she says to him before they kiss or whatever, she's like, you know, it's maybe it's not going to be perfect or whatever, blah, blah, whatever. And then he kisses her the first time and she stops. She's like, sorry, there was a hair in my mouth. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It's just cute. It's just nice it's little, nice. like, cutesy yeah. moments that I enjoyed. And honestly, the whole movie is that. It's a very nice movie. There's some sadness in there too. But it's mostly just like this nice sort of surfing to, you know where it's going to end up. Things are going to be nice. This is a, it, it's almost like watching something about, you know, because I think everyone has a certain level of trauma leading their teenage years about embarrassing things or ways they thought about things and that kind of stuff. I think we've all been there. So these movies are always like therapeutic because we get to relive it a little bit and then just kind of like go, okay, it's fine now. No, I was perfect. <laughs> yeah, you... <laughs> I was no my, comment. I was there. Are, my my teenage years were a map of tiny perfect things, sir. <laughs> yeah, if you lost the map. Um. <laughs> anyway, let's not go back into our teenage years. Oh, we have to watch a movie again. Um, <laughs> to deal with the trauma. Um, but yeah, should we go on to our very last section? over now so where does this movie rank for you in the whole idea of time travel time loopy where does it rank for you as a movie in general um you can skip the first part because i know you're not a sci-fi no we were doing okay i can i know i can tell you um in terms of like time loop movies that i've seen which i've seen groundhog day i've seen uh, source Code, Edge I've seen Edge of Tomorrow, I've seen Palm Springs. Uh, it's hard, it's kind of hard to, it's hard enough to rank them, because while they, they have, they share the core plot device, they're all very different takes yeah. on it. They're very different movies, which is, it's interesting that the plot device is about everything being the same constantly. <laughs> all the movies are, yeah. are fairly different. Um, I don't know. I think... Um, for me, for my personal tastes, um, I really enjoyed this. It's got a lot of things that I, a lot of the trademarks that scream, this is an own movie, or plastered yeah. in this movie. I think that it's kind of cool that last week's episode, we did like a head-to-head thing of two movies that are very similar. We could have done that again this time around. Like, we, yeah. we honestly could have taken Pam's Springs and gone head-to-head in them, because they're very yeah. similar they're they're different like they have a different point of view on the things that happen in them and Palm Springs is definitely more like Zany. adult as well I think but yeah I think I, I honestly think I think this movie um map time perfect things I think it's actually more realistic to me I think well here's the thing you fell asleep during Palm Springs <laughs> I did fall asleep during Palm Springs, yeah. Um, <laughs> I was not even, by the way, it's not that I didn't like the movie. It was a grand movie. I just, I, uh, you know, it's it's Andy Samberg, and I love Andy Samberg. Fuck Brooklyn Nine-Nine. Great show with him in it. But he does a lot of the same jokes. It's the same sort of rhythm to everything he does, you know? Yeah, I mean, that's like comedic actors. Like comedians who become actors, I suppose yeah. is the correct term for it. Your and your Adam Sandler's, your Will Ferrell's, your SNL alumni movies, yeah, have a grace period where they'll get two or three movies that are going to be really popular and people are really into it, and they'll be like, "Oh yeah, I love Will Ferrell; he's amazing." Yeah. And then it's done. It's kind of like after that point, they're the same. It's the same humor and the same characterization and the same like the the plot is different the situational stuff is different but the rest of it's the same in every movie 
The only actors I can really think of that didn't follow that was Jim Carrey and Robin Williams. But that's because both of them also went for dramatic movies after a time. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they, they did. And I, I will I will say to, to give Adam Sandler his credit, he's doing that now as well. Yeah. Because... Well, uh, it, took, it only took about 25 well, years. It only took about 25 yeah. years. And he's still making the other stupid movies because he has like yeah. a 15 movie, $60 billion contract with Netflix to make a movie a year some crap fuck that sounds absolutely terrible i could oh like, they no basically wonder. they basically were like here's a shitload of money adam sandler but you you get to you have to make us one movie a year so that's why he's making he made that weird hooby halloween thing last year he made the like yeah. uh what was the one the it's like a western ripoff or something the the, the something the six uh the fateful six the furious i don't yeah. know something but he also made Bastard, yeah possibly but he also made uncut gems um, which is, which is an absolutely astoundingly brilliant film and not a comedy at all. It's just a really oh. good movie and he's really serious in it. It's very, oh, it's like, yeah, it's just hyper intense. It's a brilliant movie. He's brilliant in it. Um, yeah, and I think this is when comedians, comedic actors really show their skill. Because, I mean, Danny DeVito, you could say as well. Though I say that Danny didn't start from being a comedian, I don't think. But he's he's been a comedic actor from the start, I think, more or less. Yeah, yeah. Um, but he's still doing really fantastic stuff, and like some movies are just genuinely dramatic, interesting things. Now, I was saying that he's mostly known for his comedic stuff, like it's always sunny or twins and that kind of stuff. But all his work seems to have a bit extra to them than just comedy. Yeah. All that um, to say, this I quite like this movie, and Palm Springs is also good. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Um, yeah, I I like this movie. It's a very chill movie. It's a very relaxed movie. It's very much a movie you watch half heartedly on a sofa on like a sunny afternoon, as we did. Um, I recommend people watch it if you're not put off by teenage romance stuff. Uh, if you are, this is not your movie. It's. I'll tell you, it's something I could compare to in terms of that that kind of coming of age sort of thing that's going on here. Is um, there's a movie. Oh God, when did it came out? God, it's about ten years ago now. Actually, now that I think of it, but it's called right. The Spectacular Now, and it stars okay. Miles Teller and um, oh God, Shailene Woodley are in it. Um, and it's that kind of like. Uh, like young love romantic sort of thing um with a somewhat flawed male character and you know learning less life lessons and that sort of thing yeah. with like a bunch of time loopy stuff thrown in on top of it okay all right cool well that was it i was well, check that out <laughs> i thought you were going somewhere with that no that was it this is the spectacular yeah. now is kind of like that. Spectacular now is a bit more yeah. heavy, I think, in terms yeah. of uh, dramatic sense. But okay, well, I mean, I think that's it for today. Anyway, for me, is it it for you today? Whoop! <laughs> those were words. <laughs> I'm not sure the syntax was correct, but, but yeah. those were words. You say you said something there. I think they were the correct words to use. Maybe not in that order. You know, uh, <laughs> uh, it was like a car crash of different languages coming together there. Yeah. Um. But yeah. Hey, you are in charge of next week's movie. What are we watching next week? And let's hope it's something that we can be friends about and talk nicely about. Because holy shit. Okay. <laughs> Here we go. Okay. John Woo. Nicholas Cage. John Travolta. Face uh, off. I fucking knew. <laughs> Actually, you know what? Yeah, I'm looking forward to this. It's I I haven't watched it in a while. <laughs> it's Face Off. It's the best movie yeah, ever, off. and it's yeah, yeah, it, they're they're remaking it at the moment. Uh, so we're gonna watch Face Off. I mean, don't get me wrong. Look, I. Spoiler alert, I liked the movie. <laughs> but it wasn't a good t- idea at the time, and it certainly isn't a good idea now to remake the movie. <laughs> I'm I it's the it's, it's an incredible movie. 
I suppose now that we've actually had surgeries where people have their faces, like from other people, mm-hmm. now it's actually like, oh yeah, that that's possible. Yep, we're getting yeah. in there. The most, um, the okay, ca- the cagiest of the cages and the travoltest of the travoltest. Yeah. yeah. Um. Yeah. If that's it for us uh, today, uh, first of all, folks, um, I hope you enjoy yourselves. Uh. It's nice to be back. We're looking forward to doing more head-to-head stuff. But if you have any program ideas that you like to suggest or any movies you would like to suggest, please comment. We'll be happy to read them. Um, and yeah, I hope you keep listening, obviously. And I hope you keep enjoying ourselves here. Uh, like us, subscribe, uh, follow us on any um, social media you do. Um, any comments, folks, are always appreciated on our posts. And that's it from me. Is it from you, Owen? That's it, Brett. Bye-bye. Asherlo. Super Grant. <laughs>